I'm going to be in John's Gospel tonight, chapter 16. These things have I spoken unto you, that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh, that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father, nor me. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them, and these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. And I notice this. He says that they'll time they'll 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 put you out of the synagogues. Who met in the synagogues? The Jews. He says, and because they have not known God. That's a big lick to them. It's truth. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me whither or where goest thou. But because I have said, said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. That he's going away. That's what caused them to have sorrow in their heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you. Expedient means it's profitable for you. That I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have, not yet, many, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he... The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. That's how you will be able to bear these things. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, that he, shall not that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. A little while and you shall not see me. And again a little while and you shall see me because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? A little while and you shall not see me. And again a little while and you shall see me. And because... I go to the Father. They said, therefore, what is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Now Jesus knew 
that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of that or that which I said? A little while and you shall not see me, and again a little while and you shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, labor, hath sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a, it says a man, but it means a human being is born into the world. It says anthropos, it doesn't say andre, on air, which means man. It says anthropos, which is a man or a woman. So it's because a baby is born into the world, is what we understand there. Uh, I mean, you ladies that have had babies, you probably understand what he's saying here. As soon as that baby comes, you forget all about that pain, just want to hold that baby. I think that's the way it is. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs or parables. Same word. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs or parables, but I show you plainly of the Father. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father, and am come into the world. Again I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speak, speakest thou plainly, and speaketh no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered. Every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of the 16th chapter of John. And there's an awful lot in this chapter. I actually want to talk to you about the work of the Holy Spirit in the world. But talking about the Holy Spirit, I'm first going to read you a little excerpt from one of Brother Brown's lessons in Brown's Sunday School Commentary. Anybody doesn't have it, you're missing out on a lot. This came from Lesson 292 in our book. And it's on the Comforter. Here's his introduction. Of the multitude of books that have been published 
on the person and work of the Holy Spirit, very few are worth either the paper and ink used in producing them or the time wasted in reading them. Yet the Holy Spirit is God and it is only through him that we can come to know God the Son just as it is only through the Son that we can come to know God the Father. Only one book in all the world can be absolutely trusted to tell us the truth about God in every detail that he has been pleased to reveal and that is his book, the Bible. Human imagination, human experience, and human interpretation can be very misleading, especially because of the deceptive work of the devil. This ancient and powerful enemy of our souls misuses and misinterprets even fragments of the Word of God to give us false ideas about God. Let us remember that the Scripture cannot be broken. John 10, 35, the whole Bible taken as a whole is dependable. We must reject any interpretation that would in introduce a contradiction into the word of the God that cannot lie. To the Bible, then, we must go for a true knowledge of the Holy Spirit. This week, and then talks about this week's lesson. I thought that was outstanding. And how true it is. Well, now here in chapter 16 of John, he says uh, quite a few things. What what a prophetic chapter. And these, these prophecies are going to be fulfilled in the lifetime of the apostles that are receiving these things. So it's not going to be very long. Well, could it ever be that, that we would ever read some of these prophecies and they're going to be filled out, filled, fulfilled soon? Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So, here I want you to see, he said, they shall put you out of the synagogues. And I say, those are Jewish synagogues. He says, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And that wasn't a pipe dream. That became true. It was even true right then. And fulfilled on through history. And as I understand it, is now being fulfilled in China, in uh, North Korea, in uh, Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and no telling how many others. Do not think because you've got to get up and come to church on Sunday morning that you're being persecuted. And many people can't even do that. Claim they love the Lord and they can't get their buns out of bed on Sunday morning to come to the, to the house of God or if they come, they leave and, and don't stay for the whole day. Don't tell me how you're ready to suffer for Christ if you can't even do that. Well, 
These brethren experienced that, every one of them. And these things will they do unto you, and it's because they've not known the Father, nor me. And he's talking about his own, the Jews. They're not the only ones. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And let me tell you this. There's things going to happen to us and we're already happening. And we need to remember what the Bible has said. You need to remember some of these pastors and preachers that have been declaring the whole counsel of God to you all along. And now here it is. It's, a, it's come upon us. Should have been better ready than this. But now he says, nevertheless I tell you the truth. Verse 7, it is expedient, that means it's profitable for you, that I go away. Now he has not been crucified yet, but that's coming real soon, in, in a matter of days. The crucifixion, his death, his burial, 72 hours in the grave, his resurrection, and then he'll be for... Uh, 40 days after the resurrection and then he'll send to the Father and then they'll wait 10 days for the day of Pentecost and then the Holy Spirit will come on the church and that's what he's talking about Amen. I can't believe the, the commentaries that I've referred to that have outright said that they didn't know where the Holy Spirit was but on the day of Pentecost, he came. I'll tell you where the Holy Spirit was before the day of Pentecost. Right where it's always been. The third person of the triune Godhead. And he has many ministrations. One Spirit. The Holy Spirit did not come into existence on the day of Pentecost. And these guys seem to be brilliant. But they will not read the word of God, as Brother Bong said, refer to the word of God about the Holy Spirit. Anyway, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now that word comforter, I look on that sword search, all the different versions and perversions that I've got on there, all of them translated that word comforter, except for one, and that was, uh, I think it was Wycliffe, and he translated counselor. But I don't understand why. I really don't understand why. Because the Greek word there is parakletos. Compound word. Para means alongside. Kletos means called. Jesus said, I will 
send him unto you. He said, I'm going to leave you. But I'll not leave you without one to guide you. Now, he's not talking to the world at large, folks. He has the first members of the First Baptist Church that are traveling around in his peripatetic school. That means walking around school. Didn't have a building, but it was walking around. See here, this is like this. See here, this. Now, he said, he didn't say he's going to send this comforter to the world. Not at all, did he? And anybody that says that he did, they're either too ignorant to be telling you anything or else they're deceivers. That's pretty, pretty severe. Well, it's true. Anyway, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now, the reason for that, debate on how long the ministry of Jesus was. Believe it's three and a half years. That's what we accept. Some say three, some say three and a half. I rather believe it's three and a half, and I'm not prepared to, to prove it to you. Uh. But I think it can reasonably be proven that his public ministry lasted three and a half years, which is not a long time. But for that whole three and a half years, understand, these apostles, they have come from being mainly fishermen. They weren't men of letters. They were fishermen. Rough, crude, hard-working, courageous fishermen. you got to be courageous to go out in a little boat knowing that a storm can came, come up that can capsize you in a heartbeat. They didn't know much of anything. And the Lord saved them. And Jesus named them apostles. And he set them into his assembly. And then he traveled with them. You were reading, uh, we're done with the Matthew 6, uh, 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. But that Sermon on the Mount, it was addressed to his disciples, his apostles, his church. Not the world. These preachers have no right to take those precious scriptures and apply them to unregenerate satanic world. They don't, uh, they don't apply to the world. Amen. Just like this doesn't apply to the world. But, he says, <clears throat> I'll send you the paracletos, the comforter. I'll send you another well, that word fits real good. Where was Jesus with the apostles? Could you say he was alongside of them? And didn't he say, I'll send you another comforter? 
Somewhere here he says it. Well, who's the other comforter? It's going to be the Spirit of God who in this context is called the Spirit of Truth. Now, of course he's the Spirit of Truth. But he's the Holy Spirit that is going to be the comforter of the Lord's church. And when he has come, he will reprove the world, not comfort the world. See the difference? Jesus is promising this comforter to comfort his church, his assembly. But the very one who's the other comforter is not going to comfort the world. He's going to reprove the world. Of sin and of righteousness. And of judgment. Well notice that there's an outline. There's the condition of the world. And how do you get the condition of the world? Well, sin, righteousness, and judgment. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, sin. happened in the Garden of Eden. That's the history of the world. That's the condemnation of the world that by one man sin entered and death upon all for that all have sinned. There's the conviction, the condemnation of the world right there. They well, people don't like to hear the word of God. You're right. Because you see, when you hear the word of God, that's the Holy Spirit inspired the word of God to be written. It's his word. And he convicts the world of sin, condemns them. Absolutely. Well, Uh, convincing or convicting the world. I want to back off just a little bit right here. Uh, do you know this work of the Holy Spirit is going to diminish? Look at 2 Thessalonians real quick, chapter 2. <clears throat> oh, verse 5, Paul says, Remember... <laughs> Remember... 
Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now you know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. Now, in this chapter, who's he talking about being revealed? The man of sin. Antichrist. That's who the man of sin is, all you doubters. And before the Lord comes, there's going to be a falling away, and the man of sin is going to be revealed. Now he says, you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Keep it in context, boys. In context, who's he talking about being revealed? The Antichrist. And somebody is withholding something. So he, the Antichrist, can be revealed in his time. Not beforehand. So you mean the Holy Spirit's doing that? Yeah, he's working. He's working out the perfect will of God. Anyway, because the mystery of iniquity does already work. That's back in the first century, and I think we can show you where the mystery of iniquity has been working since the Garden of Eden. Only he who now lets. Will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked one be revealed. There it is again. You have no right to go outside of this chapter and find out somebody else being revealed. It's right here. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. When will he be here? He says. Uh, that day. Shall not come. Except there be a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition. And he even tells you how he's going to be revealed. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that's called God. Or that is worse, so that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Anyway, look back real quick at uh, Luke 17. Verse 24, for as a lightning that lighteneth out of the one part of under heaven, shineth unto the other part under heaven. Now, in another place it says, shines from the east to the west. So shall also the Son of Man be in his day. 
But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, that's Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Now look back at Genesis 6. I just don't think we can follow Andy Stanley. He wants us to get rid of the Old Testament. We need it too much, too badly. I think we'll just keep it in our Bibles. And it came to pass, verse 1, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now, if somebody believes that these sons of God were angels, I'm sorry. You're wrong. These are just what you think they are. They're saved men. And they saw daughters of men, just like Samson said, Mom and Dad, go down and get that girl for me. She pleaseth me well. And they took them wives of all which they chose. What did Luke say? Marrying and giving in marriage? Hmm. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. And there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Now I know that plenty of people try to say those giants are dinosaurs. You don't have to go there, folks, to find dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were land animals. And Job knew what they were. God described them to him. Leviathan and Behemoth, because they did uh, they did find a place on the ark, and they did survive the the flood. Are there still any today? Maybe somewhere. I can't say. I haven't seen. I haven't been in every holler, and you'd have to do it at the same time to be sure of it. There might be, and there might not be. There's lots of extinct. Animals. There's probably more extinct animals than there are living animals. But that doesn't mean that they were prehistoric. There's no such thing as prehistoric. I don't want to lose my train of thought here. But anyway, he says there were giants in the earth in those days. Now, folks, if you check it out, you can find it on the Internet and all that. There are all kinds of giant skeletons that are uncovered 
all over the world, even in the United States there are. Huge. Some of them not even fossilized. Human being skeletons. We know Goliath had some brothers. And there were Anakims. The book of Numbers says, in Numbers 13, talks about those giants. And there were plenty of giants. Where'd they come from? Well, I don't know. People were bigger in those days. Not smaller. Because they lived longer. Had more oxygen. And all of that. But anyway, there were giants in the earth in those days. Well, what did the Lord say to those folks? Noah and the others. Verse 3. My spirit. That's the third person of the triune Godhead. Shall not always strive with man. The striving... The Armenians say he's trying to get people saved. That's not what he's talking about. Check that word out for strive. He's con- he is holding down sin in the world. The same work as John talks about in chapter 16. It didn't take Noah necessarily 120 years to build the ark. But it was 120 years till the wrath of God came. I don't know how long it took Noah and his sons and whoever else they recruited to help to build the ark. I don't know how long it took them to build it. But it, it, this doesn't say it took 120 years. It said it was 120 years till the wrath of God came. That is the flood. But what was he saying? That his spirit would not always strive with man. What does he say over here? When he has come, he will reprove the world. Now, when did the spirit of truth come? On the day of Pentecost. Look what he says here in verse chapter 16, in verse 13. Howbeit when he, the Spirit, notice the capital S, Spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. He's not talking to the world, folks. He's talking to the members of the First Baptist Church of Jerusalem. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and will show you the things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. People say, what benefit do you get out of joining a New Testament church, a sound New Testament church? One thing is, you have the the availability and the presence of, of the indwelled Holy Spirit in his assembly. And he guides you into all truth. And that's why many of these guys are brilliant. And they speak the doctrines of grace and many other things extremely well. But when it comes to the Lord's church and the ordinances of the church, the authority of the church, they are t totally ignorant. 
and also of the Holy Spirit. They imagine the Holy Spirit to be something that he's not. Anyway, let me go on. I'll never get to this. He will reprove the world of sin, number one, because the world is in sin. And, as Paul said on Mars Hill in Acts 17, he said, all of this in the past, God passed over it, permitted you to exist, but now it's over with. Why? Because Jesus Christ has come into this world and no man has seen God at any time, but if you've seen Jesus Christ, you've seen God. And He has manifest God. He's manifest righteousness. So He will convince the world. Well, anyway, that He'll not strive always. I think what He's talking about, and I'm absolutely sure I'm right, that things... Hadn't got, they hadn't bottomed out yet. But all of that time, that 120 years, the Holy Spirit is withdrawing. And the world is getting worse and worse. And how do you know when they bottomed out? I know exactly. When God told Noah and his family, get it together, folks, we're going in. He brought all the animals to him. They didn't, he had to go and round them up. He brought the animals to him. And they loaded the animals, they loaded the feed, the water. And all the provisions that they needed to have. And when God shut that door. And he shut that window. That's when the world bottomed out. And in this day and age. We're getting close. Oh, oh, yes we're getting close. But when it bottoms out. That's when. It's going to happen, folks. And the wrath of God is going to fall. Well, he convinces the world of righteousness. You see, Jesus Christ came and he lived a perfect life under the law. He showed us what righteousness was all about. But now he's leaving. And it's going to be his Holy Spirit that is going to condemn the world. Of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And you see that proves. That proves what kind of righteousness. We must have. In order to go to heaven. That's what Paul says in Romans. The very thing that we're void of. Completely void of. Is righteousness. And we must have perfect righteousness. And this whole world must have it. And the only way you can get it. 
is in Jesus Christ. But the world hates Jesus Christ. And then he says judgment. Of judgment. Verse 11. Because the prince of this world is judged. Look back at chapter 12 of John. Chapter 12, verse 31, now is the judgment of this world, now shall the prince of this world be cast out. He says the prince, because the prince of this world is judged, the tense of that, the verb tense of that is past completed action. That judgment's already been passed. Well, who is the prince of this world? He's the one the most of the world's following after. <laughs> hey, everybody, if you're not a child of God and by faith in Christ Jesus, your prince has done been judged by the judge of the universe. <clears throat> so, He's been defeated. Christ defeated him at the cross. And all his cohorts are having it come, will have it coming. They're from the top down. Satan's the top and down. All of them. Now you look real quick at the fact of sin. I've got a little acrostic here. This world does not believe in sin. Well, they used to. It was widespread. People talked about sin and knew, knew that there was such a thing as sin. But it's not widely known now. Matter of fact, there's very few people that have any idea what sin is. And then you got preachers trying to get rid of the Ten Commandments. What a bunch of idiots. The only way they can know about sin is through the Ten Commandments. Uh, do you ever think about why? Why don't people, why are people aware of sin anymore? And they even make big arguments about there ain't no sin. Could it be because the Holy Spirit is being withdrawn in this, in this ministry of restraining sin in the world. Ah, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Huh. You got a fact of sin, you got a fault of sin. <laughs> oh, the fault is ill, evil. You got folly of sin. Played the fool. Now let me show you. I don't pick. I'm not picking on nobody. If you've ever sinned, I 
probably you knew what you was doing. Could that be? And you might have said, self, surely I can get away with it just this once. Would that be folly of sin? Absolutely. The filth of sin? Oh. Not only we got Fauci flu and China virus, Wuhan China virus, now we got monkeypox. And they're not telling you where it's come from. The government won't do that. That's a homosexual sin or, or whatever, affliction, just like AIDS. I say stay away from all that and you might not get it. Well, the filth of sin. And if you know how those diseases come about, you might understand what I mean when I'm saying the filth of sin. We've become shameful before a three times holy God. The fountain of sin would be the corrupt nature. Just keeps on. Never quits. And the fruit of sin, the wages of sin is death. Now, I need to quit here. He convinces even his elect of sin. Look at Romans 7. Verse 24. O wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. I think it's the Holy Spirit that convicted Paul. Oh, wretched man that I am. He's con- he continues with his elect. I'm going to close with this. you can continue in sin without the Lord convicting you of anything I doubt you're saved thank God we have the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth guiding us at the Richmond Road Baptist Church and at all New Testament churches